offline here. And that looks like pretty good. Pretty good, pretty good. <clears throat> hey, what's up, Fight Fans? How you doing on this Wednesday hump day? Is it Wednesday? Yeah, Wednesday. I'm losing track of the days, man. Uh, with this quarantine thing, they're all just kind of blended together. So in my random boredness, I thought it would be fun to do a quick live video, kind of impromptu here. Let me get myself set up on the chat. <laughs> like what do you guys have, have already downvoted it. That's great. <laughs> That's hilarious. All right. Come on now. Why can't I see the chat? There we go. Okay, there we go. So yeah, you guys, uh, hopefully you're getting the uh, notification that I just went live and you can get on here on the chat and join me. So a few of you guys have asked for this, rating the best heavyweights over the last 30 years. So that's obviously 1990 to 2020. And on the surface, this sounds like an easy thing to do. You know, oh yeah, I could pick 20 of the top heavyweights, but it actually starts to get pretty difficult. So I wanted to give you guys my thoughts on this. Now, I need to preface because hashtag 2020, everybody loses their mind if they get triggered. Look, obviously these things are subjective. So some of you guys are going to disagree with the points I make, and that's fine. Uh, you know, if you want to call in, I'll start taking calls in a few minutes here. Phone line's open. Right there's the, the numbers behind me. You guys know the numbers. If not, if you just want to chat here live on YouTube, that's cool. I'll post the audio of this later on. Uh, because, look, we all need some more stuff to listen to while we're on quarantine, right? But a couple of things, and this is where it kind of, like, you have that gray area. I think, um, look, 1990 to 2020, so there are some fighters who went pro before 1990, and their best wins were before 1990. So even though they fought on well past 1990 and technically fought Within the last 30 years, their best work was before that. So I won't include them. An example of that would be Larry Holmes. I think Larry Holmes is one of the best heavyweights of all time. But I wouldn't rate him as one of the best of the last 30 years because, to me, he just wasn't part of that era. He was His best work was before that, right? So there's an example. But then George Foreman. George Foreman fought back you know, in the 70s. He fought way back there. But he kind of had this second coming and fought in the 90s, maybe even early 2000s, but I know he fought throughout the 90s, and um, he did some quality work. He was briefly the legitimate heavyweight champion of the world in that second uh, career that he had. He basically had two careers, so I would include him on this conversation. You guys get my drift, okay? So, again, it's all subjective. Some of you guys are going to disagree. Look, if you feel that I'm slighting your favorite heavyweight or you feel I'm overrating this guy or underrating that guy, I get it, all right? But let's be civil about this. And let's also remember, it's just a fucking list, okay? But yes, uh, to me, uh, George Foreman counts over the last 30 years because of the work he did do in the 90s. I'm not going to include the work he did before that, though, okay? So again, that's where you kind of get this muddy area where you don't know. All right, so let's start with number one. And I, I don't think this will be controversial at all. Lennox Lewis. Lennox Lewis is the best heavyweight of the last 30 years. Uh, final record was 41-2-1. W's over Ray Mercer, Evander Holyfield, Hassan Rachman, Mike Tyson, Vitaly Klitschko, and the 1998 Olympic gold. And he got that gold over Riddick Bowe, another guy on this list. So 
that obviously should not be controversial. Best heavyweight of the last 30 years. I don't think any of you out there would disagree with that. You'll probably disagree with everything after this, but we'll see. Second best heavyweight of the last 30 years, and some of you out there just will not accept this. It's Vladimir Klitschko. Sorry, I know that's going to trigger a lot of you out there, but the second best heavyweight of the last 30 years is Vladimir Klitschko. Final record, 64-5. and This guy had 69 professional fights. That reads like a 1960s or 1970s heavyweight. You just do not have any boxers, but particularly heavyweights, fighting that many times as a professional. This dude fought for 20 years as a pro, essentially. 64-5, and five, wins over Chris Bird, Ray Mercer, Hassan Rachman, Ruslan Shigayev, David Hay, Alexander Povetkin, a bunch of other former titleists. 1996 Olympic gold medalist, and he set several records for title defenses and is among the top three longest reigning heavyweight champions of all time, right up there with Joe Lewis and Larry Holmes. <clears throat> Highly accomplished heavyweight. Now, the reason why I rate him at number two above the guy I have at number three is because head-to-head, I think Vlad would beat him. Also, his entire career was at heavyweight. The next guy I'm going to list started as a light heavyweight. So there is a little bit of nuance there, my favorite word. Number three, Evander Holyfield. Holyfield, 44-10-2. Most of those losses, when he was well past his best, he was the legitimate cruiserweight champion before moving up to heavyweight in a very young cruiserweight division, I should add. Uh, But we shouldn't really include that in on this discussion because, again, we're talking 1990 after. I just thought it's worth mentioning. Uh, Wins over George Foreman, Larry Holmes, Riddick Bowe, Ray Mercer, Mike Tyson, and Michael Moore. And, of course, he was robbed of that 84 Olympic gold medal. We all know he would have won the Olympic gold medal if he wouldn't have got screwed. CJ Duncan with the Super Chat. What's up, my man? Hope you're doing well, my friend. He says, what's good, Montero? Blessings. Blessings to you, sir, to you and yours. Hope you're doing well and staying safe out there in Vegas, Sin City. I know it's a tough tough time for you guys out there. So uh, my thoughts are with you. I've just been thinking about you, man. That's that's why I reached out to you yesterday. Uh, Me and Tiff were actually talking about you guys just last night. All right, uh, back to the list. Uh, Number four on my list. Now, again, this might trigger some of you guys, but I'm going to explain why. Just just give me a chance. Number four, I'm going to put Riddick Bowe. Now, that's going to piss some of you off because Riddick Bowe blatantly ducked Lennox Lewis as a professional. Uh, he fought him in that gold medal match in the Olympics in 88, lost. And the premier fight of that generation would have been uh, between him and uh, him and Lennox Lewis. And really, that should have been a two or three fight series. And it didn't happen. Not because of Lennox. It's because of Bowe. So, I understand why some of you guys wouldn't want to put Bo this high. So I I get it. And I wouldn't be mad at you for that. But I'll give my reasons in just a second. So 43-1, and and he legitimately beat Evander Holyfield twice. The guy I have at number three on this list, man. Okay, Holyfield did beat him once, but that was a close fight. He also beat Holyfield twice, dude. At his best, he beats the number three guy on my list twice. So that's why I put him there. Now, number five, I got Mike Tyson. And a lot of you will be saying, well, why the hell would you put Riddick Bowe over Mike Tyson? Let me explain. In terms of all-time great heavyweight, Mike Tyson's well above Riddick Bowe. I completely agree with you. But what was asked of me was to give you the best heavyweights of the last 
30 years, going back to 1990. And when you look at Mike Tyson's best wins, those are wins over Larry Holmes and uh, Michael Spinks. Those were both before 1990. His best work was in the 80s. He did have some decent work in the 90s, and he had a couple of competitive fights with Evander Holyfield. But Evander Holyfield beat the hell out of him, decisively beat him. And again, Riddick Bowe beat Evander Holyfield twice. That is why I put Riddick Bowe at number four on this list, and I put Mike Tyson at number five. I should mention Tyson's record, 50 and 6. We've got another Super Chat pledge from uh, Richard Repper. Thank you so much. He says, totally agree on both. Thank you, Richard. All right, at least one of you out there agrees with me on that one. Again, we're going from 1990 on, ladies and gentlemen. All time, different discussion. Remember the title of this video, Best Heavyweights Over the Last 30 Years. From 1990 forward, Riddick Bowe did better work against better opposition than Mike Tyson. Facts. That's not opinion. Just look at the records. Okay, so that's the top five. Now, I don't think m most people would disagree with my top five. You just might disagree with the ratings, okay, where I put the different fighters. But I gave you my reasons for why I listed them as such. I will, I will note this. Lennox, Vlad, and Holyfield are above the entire field. It, it's literally Lennox, Vlad, Evander, dot, 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 everybody else, okay? Seriously. From 1990 on, those are the three premier heavyweights and then it's everybody else so after from 4 to 20 on this list you can interchange a lot of these names all right let's go to number six this might trigger a few of you george foreman i know i'm going to get some shit for this but george foreman ended up with with a record of 76 in five the only guy on this list that has even close to as many professional fights is vladimir klitschko so again i do think um Activity, longevity, those things should matter. And what George Foreman did, yes, a lot of it was smoke and mirrors when he came back in the 90s. A lot of the guys he fought were tailor-made for him. I get it. It was B-level opposition, but he does have that win over Michael Moore. He was losing that fight, but he came back, I believe it was the 10th round, if memory serves me correct, stops Michael Moore to become the legitimate, lineal, heavyweight champion of the world in his, what, 40s? In the 1990s, huge, huge win. Now, you can't rate fighters based off one win, but he was so competitive with other guys. He was competitive in that fight with Evander Holyfield. He was competitive. I thought he beat Shannon Briggs in that fight. A lot of people feel that Foreman beat Shannon Briggs. He beat some other decent guys too. But just him being competitive with some of those top guys, even if he did lose those fights, and then beating Michael Moore at that age – I think that's impressive. It just his overall body of work. I put him at number six on this list, man. Number seven on the list, Michael Moore. Michael Moore, 52, four and one. He has that W over Holyfield, who again, I have at number three on my list. You're going to hear Holyfield's name a lot because he fought everybody. The dude fought everybody. Uh, but Michael Moore, look, if, if you want to have him lower on this list, I, I do think Michael Moore tends to get overrated a little bit, but. I think that you could legitimately put him at number seven on this list. But if you want to knock him down a couple notches, that's fine. Uh, so, yeah, I mentioned this record. 52-4-1 has the W over Holyfield. A uh, quality amateur as well. Number eight, Vitaly Klitschko. Vitaly Klitschko. 
45 and two best win was over Corey Saunders. Now, uh, Vitaly doesn't have the best resume, didn't fight the best opposition. I mean, it, it amazes me that his brother Vladimir gets criticized for his level of opposition. But if you actually start to look at Vladimir's resume and some of the names and some of the accomplishments of those fighters that he faced, it's light years above Vitaly. Vitaly is mostly remembered for having a really good, epic heavyweight battle with Lennox Lewis in his last fight. It's a shame that Vitaly never got that rematch. It's a shame, but he didn't. And ultimately, he lost the fight. He had a chance in that fight. He hurt Lennox Lewis in the second round. He had four more rounds to work with. He didn't get it done, guys. Lennox Lewis won that fight. So it's interesting to me that he's remembered uh, mostly on a fight that he lost. Kind of similar to his brother Vladimir. A lot of particularly younger fans remember Vladimir most from his epic heavyweight fight with Anthony Joshua, which, by the way, um, you know he dropped Joshua in that fight. That was a back-and-forth action. And the age difference was vast in that fight. A different situation than when Vitaly fought Lennox Lewis and he was a replacement opponent. But it is an interesting thing. Both Klitschko's kind of remembered for that loss more than anything else by certain fans. Anyway, I have him number eight. And if you want to have him over Michael Moore, over George Foreman, I mean, you can make arguments. I just think those fighters have more accomplishments than Vitaly. Vitaly was a very good fighter, better than I think his record suggests. He just never got a chance to prove it. You know, he he was he was tested positive for performance enhancing drugs in the night before the ninety six Olympics, so he did not get to compete in those Olympics, or else he probably would have won a gold medal. He would have been favored to, and he lost four years of his professional career due to injuries and stuff, where he sat on the sidelines. And during that time, that's when Vladimir started to clean everything out. So those things cost Vitaly. A lot, but I still think he's among the top 10 in the last 30 years. Number nine, Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury, and that, that's going to drive some of you crazy because a lot of you are going to say, well, what the hell, man? He still hasn't proven enough. He's an active fighter. I understand that, and that's true. And look, if he goes on to lose a couple of fights over the next year or so, then maybe he drops down on this list. Then again, if he goes over to beat a couple of guys, certain guys, over the next year or so, he's going to move up on this list. He, he can move way up. But right now I got him number nine. His record 30-0-1 has wins over an old Vladimir Klitschko, a largely unproven and overrated Deontay Wilder. I get it. Those are two fantastic wins. When you Historically, the win over Vladimir was great. It was a terrible fight. But historically, that was a very, very impressive win. Regardless of what was going on with him, maybe outside the ring, we'll never know for sure. Deontay Wilder, though, the rematch against Wilder, the way he lived up to everything he promised and beat him, massive, massive victory. And you look back at their first fight now and look back at what he was able to do, really being an inactive fighter for almost three years, losing over 100 pounds in weight. The fact that he was able to go the distance and clearly outbox Deontay Wilder in terms of rounds in that first fight, pretty damn impressive. We, the jury's still out, though. He's an active fighter. So we got to see what he does from here on out. Right now, I got him number nine. That could, it will change over the next 12 to 18 months. Okay. We will revisit this in 2021, 2022. I promise. Number 10 on my list. You guys are going to be mad. Anthony Joshua. The reason why I have Anthony Joshua right behind Tyson Fury 
They're the two most proven heavyweights in the division right now. Still largely unproven, both of them, because they got to fight each other. Okay, we can't get to that until at least next year. But again, this is going to change over the next 12 to 18 months. But right now, I got Joshua right behind Tyson Fury. And there's no argument that Anthony Joshua has uh, better overall, an overall better body of work than Tyson Fury right now. His record is 23-1. and one. He does have that one loss. But W's over Vlad, Povetkin, and 2012 Olympic gold. Now, even if it was an old Vlad, an old Povetkin, and even if the 2012 Olympic gold, some people think that decision was shady and he really should have got the silver medal. I, I, you, look, you can make an argument for all that. But combined with everything else he's done, the wins over Dillian White, that's aged very well. Uh, Joseph Parker, that's aged pretty well. He's got some quality wins, guys. I put him right at number 10. You could absolutely make a case, though, that somebody like uh, some of the next guys I'm going to mention could be above him on the list, and Tyson Fury, for that matter. Absolutely can make the case. That's where I decided to put them. So that's my top 10. Uh, now, see, James Tucker in the chat says, uh, no David Tua in the top 10. Well, I'll get to David Tua in just a second, my friend, and I'll tell you why I have him where I have him. Number 11, I'm going to put Ike Ebiabuchi. Some of you might not like this pick, but I'm going to tell you guys why I have him over somebody like David Tua. <clears throat> well, number one, he beat David Tua, but Ike Ebiabuchi, 20-0, wins over Tua and Bird. And I think Chris Bird is a really underrated, underappreciated fighter. I really, really do think so. I rate him above a lot of guys on this list that some of you will probably disagree with, but... I definitely think that uh, he's he's definitely up there. I got him as number 11. He's batshit crazy. He did some terrible things. He went to jail for a long time. But he's definitely, in my opinion, among the top 10 to 15 heavyweights of the past 30 years. Just look at the eye test. A couple of really solid wins over two good guys that are right there in the top 10 to 15 as well. That's why I got him number 11. Number 12, Chris Berg. I know this is going to trigger a lot of you. I, I keep saying that with every fighter, but I'm just saying I, I can see the comments coming now. So I'll stop being a, a uh, stop beating a dead horse on that one. But I just I can see the hate coming on this one. But look, man, Chris Bird, forty-one five in one. He has that win over Vitaly Klitschko. If we're going to give Lennox Lewis credit for beating Vitaly Klitschko, we got to give Chris Bird credit too. Now he was losing that fight, but technically speaking. Vitaly Klitschko retired on a stool, and Chris Bird has that W. He's one of two men to beat Vitaly Klitschko. That's a big win. He also has a win over Evander Holyfield, a still serviceable Evander Holyfield, who was beating and competing at a very high level in fights he lost against good fighters at that time. So I think that it matters that Chris Bird was doing this as a guy who started, I think, as a super middleweight. Right, I think. It, correct me if I'm wrong, but in the Olympics, he either fought at super middleweight or light heavyweight. So for him to move up in weight and compete with these giants and do as well as he did and have uh, that title for, I think he had the IBF. Correct me if I'm wrong on that, but I believe he had the IBF for a while and did very, very well with it, considering his size. Super skilled defensively, very, very fast. Really, in my opinion, an underappreciated fighter, and I think he'd beat. 
several other guys. He did beat a couple of them, but he beat several other guys on this list if he had fought them. Next, number 13, David Tua. Some of you won't like this rating. You think he's a higher rated fire. I think that David Tua gets a tad overrated. Very exciting fighter, but sometimes he fought down to the level of his opposition and never quite got over the hump as a premier heavyweight. He was, he fought in a very good era, and he was an exciting guy when he was at his best. Had a great fight with Abiyabuchi, uh, for instance. But you look at his wins. Okay, 52-5-2, wins over John Ruiz, wins over Hasim Rahman, and a win over Michael Moore. Those are quality wins, okay, quality wins, but I just – I can't put him in my top 10. Now, I know James Tucker in the chat says he blew away Michael Moore and John Ruiz. He did have a couple of performances like that. I think those were both like KO1s, right? But, like, outside of that, outside of a couple of explosive performances, when you just look at round by round and how this guy fought against the best of of the division, I just can't put him higher than number 13. Um... The win over Ruiz, I don't rate that highly. It it was impressive the way he did it. I do rate the win over Moore pretty well, but that wasn't the best version of Michael Moore. You know what I'm saying? Um, He did go the distance in some losses. Like I know he went the distance with Lewis and everything. Uh, So he was competitive, and he was a tough guy to stop. He was very durable. But again, you just look at his wins, and um, outside of those big KO1 explosive victories that were really exciting and get people talking – Outside of that, look at the rest of his resume, man. I, I just don't know. Is it really better than Chris Bird, Abiyabuchi's? Is it better than what Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua have done so far? I don't I don't think so. I really, really don't. I like David Tua. I just think some people wax poetic a little bit because of the era he fought in and a couple of those exciting performances and overrate him a tad. It's just my opinion. Number 14, Alexander Povetkin. Now, This guy's had issues with performance-enhancing drugs and everything else. Yeah, that's true. So have other guys on this list, including uh, Evander Holyfield, Mike Tyson. There's all sorts of rumors with him. Tyson Fury, we know what happened there. So he's not the only guy. All right, so anyone who's ever tested positive for performance-enhancing drugs, I can't just uh, delete them from this list. If that's what you guys want, I could do another list. But if – look, man – I'm just going to include everybody, okay? Number 14, I got Povetkin, 35-2-1. And, and his record, it's aged pretty well, guys. Of course, we know he's a 2004 Olympic gold medalist, and I think that matters. I think um, Olympic accomplishments, amateur accomplishments at the world level like that should matter. That's why I mentioned them. But he's got wins over Chris Bird. Ruslan Shigaev, who I think is an, another underrated fighter. I think Ruslan Shigaev at his best was a pretty damn good fighter. And Hassim Rachman, who's on this list. Now, that was an old Hassim Rachman. It was an old Bird. I get it. But look at the styles of those three fighters, Bird, Rachman, and Shigaev. Three completely different styles. He beat those guys pretty decisively. And then he's had competitive fights as an old man in recent years with guys like Anthony Joshua. I think that stuff matters. So. For me, he's clearly in the top 15 of the last 30 years. I got him at number 14. Number 15, Hasim Rahman, who I've mentioned a few times because he's another one of these dudes who fought everybody. He really did fight everybody in his era. 50, 
wins, nine losses, two draws. That big upset special win over Lennox Lewis, which, you know, is one of the best wins on this entire list. But he also had a crushing defeat to him in the rematch, and he lost to a lot of the top guys he fought. He was competitive in a lot of those fights, but he lost most of them. Uh, he lost to, oh, I'm sorry, he beat Corey Sanders, which I think is a good underrated win. Corey Sanders, another fighter who I think is a little underappreciated. But I think Rockman deserves to be in the top 15 because, again, he fought everybody. I mean, he literally fought half the guys on his damn list, maybe even more. So he deserves credit for that. Won some, lost some, but he was legitimately the heavyweight champion of the world briefly, and he fought everybody. I think that he deserves credit for that. On his best night, he could be a nightmare for anybody. Just ask Lennox Lewis. All right, so we're three quarters through. Let me go through the last five. And this last five is where it gets really subjective. And there's a million names. Well, not a million names, but a bunch of names you could throw in here, okay? Number 16, Deontay Wilder. And look, depending on what Deontay does from here on out, now that the bubble's kind of been burst against Tyson Fury, he might be off this list if we do it three years from now. Then again, he might be in the top 10. It's really up to him and what he decides to do. But based on his body of work so far, I got him at number 16. 42-1-1. Doesn't really have an elite level victory on his resume, but he has that draw with Tyson Fury. He did drop him twice. And he did win a title. He he beat some decent B-level opposition. A lot of C-level opposition too. But... The thing is, he blasted a lot of those guys out of there. He held on to that title for a while. The WBC protected him. They do a lot of business with Uncle Al. I get that. But, guys, I think he deserves to be in the top 20. If you don't have him in the top 20 best heavyweights over the last 30 years, I think you're being unfair to Deontay Wilder, and you're counting that loss he just had against Tyson Fury a little too too much against him. It's just one night. It's just one loss. Let's see what he can do. After that, again, if we do this list in three years, he might not even be a part of it. We might find out it was all smoke and mirrors. Then again, we might find out he's really got more substance than we think. And he comes back and wins another title and goes on another run. We shall see. Number 17, Merciless Ray Mercer. 36, 7-1. and one, That destructive, crushing win over Tommy Morrison and a 1988 Olympic gold. He's another guy who fought everyone. Fought everyone. Never avoided a fighter. Never ducked anybody. That's one of the things I loved about Ray Mercer. Some of you would probably have him higher on this list. I can understand that. But again, uh, when you just look at these other guys that I've mentioned, their wins and stack them up against Ray's, their wins, in my opinion, stack higher. Number 18, John Ruiz. 44, 9, and 1 as a fighter. Horrible to watch. Ugly as hell. I get it. But he does have wins over Evander Holyfield and Hassim Rachman. He, I think it was the WBA title he had, which I know the WBA title has become an absolute joke. I get it. But for a while there, he did go on a little run, and he did fairly well. He beat some quality guys in his era. I think he deserves to be on this list. As much as I couldn't stand watching him fight. Number 19, David Hay. 
We all know he was the former Cruiserweight champion. Not the most active guy. Very, very much a 21st century fighter. Only had 32 pro fights. 28 and 4 is a pro. His body really started to break down later on, which, look, never failed a drug test or anything that, to my knowledge, but some of the injuries he had go hand in hand with certain illegal practices outside the ring. Obviously, though, <clears throat> that's not evidence, that's not proof. When you look at what the guy did, being a cruiserweight champion, and then later on as a heavyweight, beating Nikolai Voluev and John Ruiz, I think he deserves to be on this list. In terms of his potential on any given night, he's another guy. Yes, he's on the bubble. If you don't include him, I really got no problem with that. I have him at number 19. Okay, number 20. There's a few names I'm going to mention here because of certain fights they had, certain one-offs, which, again, it's all speculative, guys. You could throw in a few different names. But Tommy Morrison is a guy that you could put in there, and Shannon Briggs, maybe. Both of those guys have wins over George Foreman. Now, Shannon Briggs' win over Foreman, highly disputed. We all know Foreman and Morrison had issues with performance-enhancing drugs. But, again, we're ignoring that for this list. You could plug those guys in right there. You could also plug in Corey Sanders or Lamont Brewster. They both had wins over Vladimir Klitschko. So you can include them in uh, at number 20, one of them. You could also include Oliver McCall. Look, Oliver McCall upset special knockout of Lennox Lewis. And that wasn't an accumulation stoppage. That was a he ain't getting up, Jim, type of knockout over Lennox Lewis, right? And then he also beat an old version of Larry Holmes. But it was still freaking Larry Holmes. So... Maybe you put Oliver McCall at number 20. There's a couple different guys that you could put right there. Uh, But, you know, again, the last four or five on this list, it really gets cloudy. And there's really no way that you can definitively say it's this guy over that guy. It's just what you prefer. So that's my top 20. Actually, I gave you guys, what, 22 names right there. Uh, I hope that you... Found this entertaining. Uh, a few of you guys asked for this. Um, if you want to get on the phones, you know, let me see if I got any calls here waiting. Nope. Nope. And I know that this video, I'm doing this at a time that I don't normally do videos. So um, this is probably a surprise to a lot of you. But let me look here on the YouTube chat and see what you guys have here. Uh, Charles Demers in the chat mentions Frank Bruno. You know, I thought about him. I think Frank Bruno is another guy that's really overrated. He was a body beautiful and everything else, but name me his best win. What's his best victory? I just, who would you put him above on this list? I I can't put, you know, I personally can't put him above any of the names I mentioned on this list. He was fun as hell to watch, though, and he was a good fighter. I'm not saying he wasn't. Captain Hook Chronicles says Chris Bird should be in the top 10. Look, man, you can make an argument for that. You absolutely can make an argument for that. I think he's a really underappreciated fighter by a lot of fans. I really, really do. Scott Brown mentions Spinks. You know, I don't include Spinks, either of them, because, again, I don't consider them part of the era of the last 30 years. I really consider them before that. So I didn't want to include them. Carlos Mendoza is trolling. He says, this list is a joke. Where's Audley Harrison and David Price? Oh, Crazy. Hard to believe. Audley Harrison, Olympic gold medalist. 
And David Price was once the prospect of the year. I think the ESPN prospect of the year. Crazy, right? I've met, <clears throat> I've met Ollie Harrison, though. Super, super nice guy. Awesome guy. So as a human being, definitely a great guy. Hamed says, Lennox and Vladimir are unanimous. Rest are subjective. Holyfield 50-50. Yeah, Hamed, that's pretty much the way I see it. You know, um, I, I include Holyfield in the discussion because he's an all-time great, one of the best fighters overall of the last 50 years just because of what he accomplished. I don't like that there was performance-enhancing drug issues, you know, my stance on that stuff. But I put Vladimir, Lennox, and Evander really, really just in that special all-time great heavyweight category, and then it's everybody else. It's crazy to think, guys. In the last 30 years, if you want to include the last 40 years, so we can include Mike Tyson and Larry Holmes, okay? Let's go back 40 years. Let's go back to 1980. Over the last 40 years, we've had five all-time great heavyweights. Lennox Lewis, Vladimir Klitschko, Evander Holyfield, Mike Tyson, Larry Holmes, okay? Those guys are in the top 10 or right around the top 10. I got Tyson just outside my top 10. But right around the top dozen or so heavyweights of all time, five of them in the past 40 years, that's pretty amazing. But at the same time, five fighters spanning 40 years, that tells you just how rare and special it is to see a top-level heavyweight. They are rare. They are special. What's crazy is for a brief history there, during the 90s, we had Lennox, and we still had Holyfield hanging around and Tyson hanging around. Those were really guys from the 80s, but they were still serviceable and very good in the 90s. They were kind of tweeners. Their, their um, eras were you know right in between. And uh, we, you had Lennox, Tyson, and Holyfield at the same time fighting. That's awesome. That's special, right? And Larry Holmes stuck around well past his best. Now, unfortunately, Vladimir Klitschko, talk about a tweener, he didn't have anybody else around, you know. Now, he held on long enough to fight the two top guys right now, Fury and Joshua. And if they go on to become the premier heavyweights of this era, and they go on to become all-time great heavyweights, and they, you know, enter that discussion over the next few years, then Vladimir Klitschko will be seen as the bridge from that Tyson-Holyfield-Lewis era into the Fury-Joshua-Wilder era, right? He'll be seen as that bridge, kind of like the way Larry Holmes was the bridge from the Ali era, the great era of the 70s and all that with Ali and everybody else, and Frazier and all those old-school foremen. He was the bridge from that to that other era where you had Tyson, Holyfield, Lewis. So again, that's just another way that I think Vladimir Klitschko's career, there's a lot of parallels to Larry Holmes. He was one of those bridge guys. Anyway, let's see. Uh, a couple more items in the chat, and then I'll probably let you guys go. Timmy Turner says, Andy Ruiz is the GOAT. He's the GOAT at the buffet, my man. <laughs> Tiny Tim says, Bruno got a better win than Wilder. Whew. Interesting. Interesting point. Yeah, you can make that argument. I'm not saying I necessarily agree or disagree, but... Um, Wilder's overall body of work, hanging on to that title. Now, again, I know politics were a part of it, okay? But overall body of work, 
defending that title. So far, I give him the benefit of the doubt over Frank Bruno. And let's be honest, Bruno was chinny as hell. If Wilder connected with that right hand against Frank Bruno, it's probably lights out, bro. So it's not that Bruno couldn't hurt Deontay. I just think it'd be much more likely that Deontay hurts Bruno. So I think uh, Wilder definitely rates above Bruno, at least right now. We'll find out what happens over the next two, three years. It could change. Timmy Turner says, Larry Holmes doesn't get the credit he deserves from most people. I completely agree. He is no lower than number three on my all-time great heavyweight list. He's right up there, in my opinion, with Joe Lewis and Muhammad Ali. I have him right there at number three. If you don't have him in your top five, you need to go back and watch some of this guy's fights. And just look at the eye test. And imagine a prime Larry Holmes fighting in this era right now. And ask yourself how he'd do. I think he'd do pretty damn good. All right, guys. So this was fun. Just a random impromptu video. I'll try to do more of these during quarantine time, quarantine life. You know, it's kind of boring. But um, I went out and did my road work earlier. I thought this would be fun to do. And I got to get my second workout in here. So I'm going to jump off here, get some work done. And that will be that. I'll see you guys next Monday on TNC. We will have Mark from Unrivaled Boxing Talk on. Irish Mark, he'll be on to chat with me. So uh, that's it, guys. Be safe. Take care of yourselves. And uh, I'll see you at the fights. Hopefully sometime soon. (laughs)